0: This is a Neighbors United in Christ broadcast.
1: Jesus calls us O'er the tumult Of our lives What restless sea. Day by day His clear voice sounding Saying, Christian, follow me As of old St. Andrew Heard it By the Galilean lake Turned from home on toilet leaving all for Jesus' sake. In our joys and in our sorrows, days of toil and hours of ease, still He calls and cares and pleasures. Christian, love me more than thee. Jesus calls us by your mercies, Savior, may we hear your call. Give our hearts to your obedience, serve and love you best of all.
0: Welcome to Worship, Good Neighbors. You are listening to the Neighbors United in Christ Parish Worship Service. Sponsored by the Lutheran Churches of Duranda, Little Falls, and Trinity. My name is Lauren Taig. And thanks today to Jim Haugerud and Debbie Taig, our musicians, and to Kathy Christensen, our reader and provider of the children's message, and our recording engineer is Isaac Christensen. You are able to join us by NUIC podcast and at 8 a.m. each Sunday morning on WPCA Radio 93.1 FM, and its live internet stream on www.wpcaradio.org. If you'd like to help sponsor these services or donate to our ministry, you can contact us by phone at 268-9577 by mail at NUIC Parish, 1578, 85th Avenue, Amory, Wisconsin, and through our website at www.nuicparish.org. Today's broadcast is sponsored by Jerry and Judy Winchell. We want to thank Jerry and Judy and WPCA Radio for this broadcast. The church is anywhere people gather in Jesus' name. Even when we are not together in a church building, God continues to be present in the creative and intentional ways that we gather for worship. Therefore, wherever you are at this time, worshiping in Jesus' name, your present location is the church. You may want to have a cloth to lay before you, a candle and a cross. You may enjoy making a small worship space to enhance your at-home worship experience you may also want to have a bible or and bibles for the kids as we begin worship it is our desire to honor god to open our hearts to the spirit of god's love and presence and begin with the invocation god brings us through the floods god's promises lights the skies rejoice for your god saves we rejoice in god's limitless love and we'll continue with the confession and forgiveness. We confess before God and one another. God, of promise. You have given us all that we use, all that we are and all we have, and still we have not trusted you fully. We have tried to be God in our own lives, hurting ourselves and those around us in our attempts to control. Wash us clean and the waters of your salvation, and bring us back into right relationship with you. God welcomes you home with open arms and forgives you all your sin. For the sake of Jesus Christ, by the power of the Holy Spirit, live in the promise of God's love, freely given. Amen.
1: Master, the tempest is raging the billows are tossing high. The sky is o'ershadowed with blackness, and shelter or help is nigh. Carest thou not that we perish? How canst thou lie asleep when each moment so madly is threatened? A grave in the angry deep. The winds and the waves shall obey my will. Peace be still, peace be still. Whether the wrath of the storm-tossed sea, or demons, or men. of ocean and earth and skies. They all shall sweetly obey my will. Peace be still, peace be still. They all shall sweetly The depths of my sad heart are troubled. Awaken and save, I pray. Torrents of sin and of anguish sweep o'er my sinking soul. And I perish, I perish, dear man. shall obey my will. Peace be still, peace be still. Whether the wrath of the storm toss thee or dean No.
0: Continue with the litany. The world is full of wickedness, and we have played our part. God grieves the evil in the world. We are sad that we cause God so much pain. But God never gives up on us. God gives us chance after chance. God's rainbow is a sign, God's promise to us. God's rainbow reminds us of our promise to God, to be God's people, to do God's work, to stand up to the wickedness of the world, to strive for justice for all creation, that the earth might not be destroyed by us. Let us renew our commitment to the promise as God remains faithful to us. Let us continue with the prayer of the day. Saving God, You promised Noah you would never again destroy the world by flood. Remind us daily of your intense love for your whole creation, and help us to love as you love. Amen. And now we encourage you to share the sign of the peace, to bless yourself or someone worshiping with you today, beginning with a touch on the forehead and use the Trinity formula, be blessed or I am blessed in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. Amen. And to remember that this blessing is not just for a worship service, but that is one of our callings as we go out into the world, to bless one another. We'll continue with Kathy's Christians reading the scriptures and giving the children's sermon.
2: The reading today comes from Genesis 6, verses five through 22. Chapter 8, 6 through 12, and chapter 9, 8 through 17. The Lord saw the wickedness of the humankind was great in the earth, and that every indication of thoughts of their hearts were only evil continually. And the Lord was sorry that he had made humankind on earth, and it grieved him to his heart. So the Lord said, I will blot out the earth, the human beings I have created, people together with animals and creeping things and birds of the air, for I am sorry that I had made them. But Noah found favor in the sight of the Lord. These are the descendants of Noah. Noah was a righteous man, blameless in his generation. Noah walked with God, and Noah had three sons, Shem, Ham, and Jabeth. Now the earth was corrupt in God's sight, and the earth was filled with violence and god saw that the earth was corrupt for all the flesh had corrupted its ways upon the earth and god said to noah i have determined to make an end of all flesh for the earth is filled with violence because of them now i'm going to destroy them along with the earth make yourself an ark of cypress wood make rooms in the ark and cover it inside and out with pitch and this is how you are to make it the length of the earth ark 300 cubics, its width 50 cubics, and its height 30 cubics. Make a roof for the ark and finish it to a cubic above and put the door of the ark in its side, make it with lower second and third decks. For my part, I'm going to bring a flood of waters on the earth to destroy them from under heaven, all flesh in which is the breath of life. Everything that is on the earth shall die. But I will establish my covenant with you, and you shall come into the ark, you, your sons, your wife and your sons' wives, with you. And of every living thing, all flesh, you shall bring two of every kind into the ark to keep them alive with you. They shall be male and female, of the birds according to their kinds, and of the animals according to their kinds, of every creeping thing of the ground according to its kind, Two of every kind shall come in to you to keep them alive, and also take with you every kind of food that is eaten and stored up, and it shall serve as food for you and for them. And Noah did this. He did all what that God commanded him. At the end of forty days, Noah opened the window of the ark that he had made and sent out the raven, and it went to and fro until the waters were dried up from the earth. Then he sent out the dove from him to see if the waters had subsided from the face of the ground. But the dove found no place to set its foot and returned to him to the ark. For the waters were still on the face of the whole earth. So he put out his hand and he took it and brought it into the ark with him. He waited another seven days. And again, he sent out the dove from the ark. And the dove came back to him in the evening and there in its beak was a freshly plucked olive leaf. So Noah knew that the waters had subsided from the earth, and he waited another seven days and sent out the dove, and did it, it did not return to him any more. Then God said to Noah and to his sons with him, as for me, I'm establishing my covenant with you and your descendants after you, and with every living creature that is with you the birds, the domestic animals, and every animal on earth with you, as many as came out of the ark. I establish my covenant with you that never again shall all flesh be cut off by the waters of a flood and never again shall there be a flood to destroy the earth. And God said, this is the sign of the covenant that I make between you, me and you, and every living creature that is with you for all future generations. I have set my bow in the sky, and I shall see a sign of the covenant between me and the earth. When I bring clouds over the earth, and the bow is is in the clouds, I will remember my covenant that is between me and you, and every living creature of all flesh. And the waters shall never again become a flood to destroy all flesh. When the bow is in the sky, I will see it and remember the everlasting covenant between God and every living creature of all flesh that is on the earth. God said to Noah, this is the sign of the covenant that I have established between me and all the flesh that is on the earth. The second reading comes from Matthew 8, verses 24 through 27. A windstorm rose on the sea so great that the boat was being swamped by the waves, but he was asleep. And they went and they woke him up, saying, Lord, save us. We are perishing. And he said to them, Why are you afraid, you of little faith? When he got up and rebuked the winds and the sea, and there was a dead calm, they were amazed, saying, What sort of man is this, that even the winds and the sea obey him? It's time now to talk with the young people of the parish. Hi, guys. Have you ever been asked to do something that you really didn't want to do? I'm not talking about your mom and dad asking you to do chores around the house. I'm thinking more like a teacher asking you to do an assignment for a class. Maybe writing and giving a speech about an historical event that happened a long time ago. Something you know nothing about and are going to have to be um, to present this assignment to the class orally, and you just don't want to do it, but you have to do it, and you need help. It's kind of the story of Noah. God wanted Noah to help save the world. He asked Noah to build an ark, even gave Noah the instructions on how to build it, and also what to put in it, like animals, two of each kind, food for the animals, Noah's family and food for them God was saving the world and God needed Noah's help but you know God loved Noah he loved his whole family God loved the world that he created and he wanted his creation to survive did you know that God loves you and wants you also to survive in his creation God created you and knows you and will help you live your life in this God's world. God's going to protect you, keep you safe. And God wants you to use your life to honor him in all that you do. Things might seem hard sometimes, but just know that God is with you always through the good times and the bad times. God gives you the faith to believe in him and yourself. Nothing is too hard to do with God standing with you. Our world, it's not a perfect world, and we're also not very perfect ourselves, but God reminds us to use no matter what happens that he's going to protect us because he loves us. God showed his love for Noah and his family and the animals by giving Noah a sign. After 40 days and nights of rain, God stopped the flooding of the world by sending a rainbow as a sign for God's love. So these rainbows that we see after a rainstorm reminds us of God's love for the world and us. Let us pray. Dear God, I know that you shine your love on me every day. Help me through the difficult times And I know that through your love for me and my faith in you, nothing is impossible. In your name, amen. I see trees of green, red roses too. I see them bloom for me and for you.
0: text today uh, dealing with Noah and again then the second one dealing with Jesus calming the seas Uh, we have that water theme but I think when we go to the Old Testament we sometimes see God as that angry God just waiting for us to make a mistake and to destroy us I'd like to read from the narrative uh, where we get our liturgy and, and stuff where they write for us to think get our thoughts centered around It can be easy to remember this story of Noah as a telling of an angry God who destroyed all things and then promised never to do it again. But on second look, there's much more to this story. The story begins with the wickedness of humankind. People behaved reprehensibly. God had to respond. Remember, now God's relationship with humanity was only a couple generations old, so they're barely past the honeymoon. God's first reaction was sorrow and regret at what God had done. And God's second reaction was to destroy every living thing above the water. But then God recognized Noah and his righteousness and decided Noah would be worth saving and his family and the animals and creeping things and birds and the plants that can be used for food. Despite God's regret at the actions of humanity, God still couldn't commit to destroy all that God had made. God loved God's creation and found enough within Noah to rethink the plan. God was spare enough to start again, not an ending, but a new beginning. God made all creation a covenant and marked the occasion with a bow in the sky. Not surprisingly, humanity continued its wickedness. Over the centuries, God created and recreated covenants with people, and people broke those covenants again and again. People still do. In the US today, we are remembering the 21st anniversary of 9-11. The event is a stark reminder that humanity continues its wickedness even now. Today, we remember the wickedness that came upon us at the hands of our enemies. Tomorrow, we may need to reckon with the wickedness that comes upon others at our own hand. All of us are guilty and worthy of the destruction God had planned for the people in Noah's time. But all of us are spared by the goodness, patience and forgiveness of a loving God who is capable of seeing beyond our wickedness. Despite humanity's limitations, God's love is limitless. The first thought that came to mind was when I was only 11 years old, I read about the five missionaries who were killed in Ecuador by the Alca Indians. As I've lived through life, I read some of the books written by Jim Elliott's wife, uh, by others. There was a movie out a few years ago at the end of the spear speaking about all the circumstances around that. And the amazing part of that story, as I learned more and more, is how the Aka Indians were such a violent society. They said that 60% of the people died via spear or knife. They were murdered by their own people or by enemy tribes. They were violent to each other. It wasn't just the missionaries that came at that time. There were very few people or people in that tribe that were grandparents because most of them had died. They said 90% of the men died before they were 30. It was a pretty awful, awful scene. And yet we see the story of redemption through Jim Elliott and The people who followed who talked about the good news of Christ and how Jim Elliot's daughter actually was babysat by one of the men who killed Jim Elliot after he'd heard the good news and learned about grace. It's not just the Alka Indians. Oh, when we look at our world and the older I get, the more I see where it hurts. When you hear of 26,000 a day dying from hunger every day and there is enough food in the world, but somewhere we have messed up so that we don't share it and make it available to everybody. We see what's happening with drugs in our country to our young people and all to all of our population, sometimes unintentional, many times intentional. And how it destroys the life of the person and makes it so hard for those who love them the wars that are going on we read about ukraine and the horror of war we even in our own culture see what has happened to many of our veterans the only casualties were not during the war but many times after the war as veterans have had to deal with severe mental illness as they deal with the death and destruction they've seen. Or we look at the politics and truth. Where do we see truth today? It sure doesn't seem to be in our politics. We struggle with not only outside of our country and dealing with each other, but inside our country. One side not believing the other. And so we become divided even more. The immorality, the prostitution that goes on in our world where it's millions and millions of young people are caught in prostitution, not because they wanted to, but because they were forced into it or were sold by even their own parents. We look at the violent deaths that happen many times in our families. And even the church, we get to struggle with leaders that don't care, but use the church to make money at the expense of many people to abuse and to use them. We see in Jeremiah, just before they were going to be overthrown by their enemies, it was an awful time again. And Jeremiah would speak about a God who was caring and loving and the people just looked past. But a verse that has become a favorite for so many of us is one that we need to hear again in the midst of all of these things that are going on. For I know the plans I have for you, says the Lord, plans for welfare, not for evil, but to give you a future and a hope. We need to remember God's love, God's love that deals with people. Now, as he dealt in the the gospel text where Jesus could turn and talk to the wind and have authority over the waves, be still and be calm. So many times in human relations, we don't see that, do we? but we can see it in our own heart, in our own life, no matter what the circumstances are, as we live in relationship with this God. And as we live in that relationship, we are then called to live for other folks, caring, loving, opening up the door, so that evil doesn't rule, but that grace and mercy and love rules, that Jesus rules. There's a, a story by Paul Brand and Philip Yancey. It talks about leprosy, which again was one of those diseases that separated people and was a fearful d- disease for many, many years And the isolation that they had to go through. The story goes, John Carmigan, came to me in Velour, India, as a leprosy patient in an advanced state of the disease. We could do little for him surgically since both his feet and hands had already been damaged irreparably. We could, however, offer him a place to stay and employment in the new life center. Because of one-sided facial paralysis, John could not smile normally. When he tried, the uneven distortion of his features would draw attention to his paralysis. People often responded with a gasp or a gesture of fear, so he learned not to smile. Margaret, my wife, had stitched his eyelids partially partly closed to protect his sight. John grew more and more paranoid about what others thought of him. He caused terrible problems socially, perhaps in reaction to his marred appearance. He expressed his anger at the world by acting the part of a troublemaker, and I remember many... T- tense scenes in which we had to confront John with some evidence of stealing or dishonesty. He treated fellow patients cruelly and resisted all authority going so far as to organize hunger strikes against us. By almost anyone's reckoning, he was beyond rehabilitation. Perhaps John's irredeemability attracted my mother to him, for she often latched on to the least desirable specimens of humanity. She took to John, spent time with him, and eventually led him into the Christian faith. He was baptized in a cement tank on the grounds of the leposarium. Conversion, however, did not temper John's high dudgeon against the world. He gained some friends among fellow patients, but a lifetime of rejection and mistreatment had permanently embittered him against all non-patients. One day, almost defiantly, he asked me what would happen if he visited the local Tamil church in Velour. Well, I went to the leaders of the church, described John, and assured them that despite obvious deformities, he had entered a safe phase of the arrested disease and would not endanger the congregation. They agreed he could visit. Can he take communion? I asked, knowing that the church used a common cup. They looked at each other, thought for a moment, but then agreed that he could also take communion. Shortly thereafter, I took John to the church, which met in a plain whitewashed brick building with a corrugated iron roof. It was a tense moment for him. Those of us on the outside can hardly imagine the trauma and paranoia inside a leprosy patient who attempts for the first time to enter that kind of a setting. I stood with him at the back of the church. His paralyzed face showed no reaction but a trembling gave away his inner turmoil. I prayed silently that no church member would show the slightest hint of rejection. As we entered during the singing of the first hymn, an Indian man toward the back half turned and saw us. We must have made an odd couple, a white person standing next to a leprosy patient with patches of his skin in garish disarray. I held my breath. And then it happened. The man put down his hymnal, smiled broadly, and patted the chair next to him, inviting John to join him. John could not have been more startled. Haltingly, he made shuffling half steps through the row and took his seat. I breathed a prayer of thanks. That one incident proved to be the turning point of John's life. Years later, I visited Velour and made a side trip to a factory that had been set up to employ disabled people. The manager wanted to show me a machine that produced tiny screws for typewriter parts. As we walked through the noisy plant, he shouted at me that he would introduce me to his prize employee, a man who had just won the parent corporation's All India Prize for the highest quality of work with fewest rejects. As we arrived at his workstation, the employee turned to greet us, and I saw the unmistakable crooked face of John Carmigan. He wiped the grease off his stumpy hand and grinned with the ugliest, the loveliest, most radiant smile I had ever seen. He held out for my inspection a palmful of the small precision screws that had won him the prize. A simple gesture of acceptance may not seem like much but for John Carmigan, it proved decisive. After a lifetime of being judged on his own physical image, he had finally been welcomed on the base of another image. I had seen a replay of Christ's own reconciliation. His spirit had prompted the body on earth to adopt a new member, and at last John knew he belonged. I can't help but think of John's inner turmoil when he talked about the trembling. How is it when we enter the church? You don't have to have leprosy, but sometimes we just have a heart and a mind that is so troubled, so struggling, it's like a storm is brewing inside. Maybe we even ask, where is this Jesus? Is he sleeping? Or we call out for him to wake up. We don't expect him maybe to calm the storm inside our hearts and mind. But he has the power to and he does. Noah had quite a calling, but it's no greater than ours to share love, to share mercy, to share acceptance and to walk into an evil and a hurtful world and offer peace.
1: Standing on the promises of God, standing, standing, standing on the promises of God, my Savior, standing, standing, I'm standing on the promises of God.
0: We continue sharing our faith by sharing together the Apostles' Creed. I believe in God, the Father Almighty, creator of heaven and earth. I believe in Jesus Christ, God's only Son, our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Spirit, born of the Virgin Mary, and suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, died, and was buried. He descended to the dead on the third day he rose again he ascended into heaven and is seated at the right hand of the father and he will come again to judge the living and the dead and i believe in the holy spirit the holy catholic church the communion of saints the forgiveness of sins and the resurrection of the body and the life everlasting amen
1: until your children pray Lord, send your spirit,
3: Confident in the promises of our covenant God, we pray for the church, the world, and all those in need. Faithful God, you saved Noah and his family, along with all the animals and resources of food from destruction by flood. Remind us daily that we are inheritors of your mercy. God of promise, you hear our prayer. All creation thrives because you are a God who creates rather than destroys. Show us how to nurture all that you have made so that it may continue to thrive for generations to come. God of promise, you hear our prayer. Grant wisdom to our world's leaders so that all might treat your world with kindness and mercy. God of promise, you hear our prayer. Shower your beautiful creation with healing of body, mind, and spirit. Take special care of all who suffer, especially Clara Gerrish, Richard Roos, Shirley Lentz, Ida Martinson, Jeanette Helling, Helen Jorgensen, Dave Christensen, Maury and Lee Nicholson, Scott Morgan, Jim Wade, Julie Dubois, Rachel Seacrest, Randy Goglin, Gary Fredrickson, Helen Erickson, Christina Burgett, Pat and Lucille Trofe, Kelsey Zamuda, Jean Hoisington, Arlene Johnson, Becky Anderson, and Dixie and Shirley Tagg. God of promise, you hear our prayer. Give those with means the desire to share generously with those who have little or nothing. Balance this world with mercy and justice. God of promise, you hear our prayer. With gratitude, remember the saints for their leadership in creating beauty in this world. God of promise, you hear our prayer. Trusting in your grace and mercy, we lift these prayers to you.
0: As we move towards the offering, I'd also like to have you consider looking at giving to places that would deal with some of the flooding that's happening in Pakistan, where they say up to one third of the land is being covered with water now to over a thousand people having died. It has been absolutely horrible destruction there. Also, as we look at the war in Ukraine there and then you think of the southwest of the united states where drought is happening and hurting so many people Uh, may we continue to give where there is need as people of faith we are called to strengthen the ministry of the church even when we are physically distant we invite you to prayerfully consider making a donation to our parish your home congregation the synod or Lutheran World Relief or some organization like that, or somewhere else where the work of the body of Christ is being done to love and serve our neighbors. May we continue then with the offering prayer. Gracious and holy God, bless these tithes and offerings we have given for the sake of the kingdom. Let the grace and generosity of the Father be the light that guides us. The compassion of the Son be the love that inspires us and the presence of the Spirit be the power that moves us. Continue with the Lord's Prayer. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come and thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us and lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory, forever and ever. Called to walk together as the body of Christ, let us abide with one another in peace. Thanks be to God. Now may the Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face shine on you with grace and mercy. The Lord look upon you with favor and grant you peace. Amen.
3: Here comes Jesus See him walking on the water He'll lift you up
1: And he'll let you to stand Oh, here comes Jesus He's the master of the ways that roll Here comes Jesus, he'll make you whole
3: Here comes Jesus, see him talking to the leper He'll lift
1: you up, and he'll help you to stand Oh, here comes Jesus, he's the master of the human Here comes Jesus my helpless estate and hath shed his own blood I mm-hmm. see.
0: For listening to a Neighbors United in Christ broadcast. Our podcast is supported by our three congregations of Duranda, Little Falls, and Trinity Lutheran Churches, our small-town churches in Amherst, Wisconsin. If you feel so moved to donate, please visit us online at nuicparish.org. That's nuicparish.org. Until next time.
1: be rolled back as a am sorry.